Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey everyone, Ben Valen, Sing Better Fast Podcast. I have Jamie here. We are on Skype at the moment, and I am sitting on the couch. I have my really cuddly dog, Rhino. He's a really fluffy dog, so he's our royal white rhino dog. Um, But anyway, so we're here on Skype, and this podcast episode, we want to talk about vocal fry. We might get into a little bit of sciencey stuff around muscular engagement, support, breathing, uh, creaky voice, and, you know, different stuff like that. So, Jamie, can you hear me all right? Hello, how are you? That wasn't my best interpretation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. Uh, uh, You keep keep that up and you're going to be a you're going to be a president. Um, I'm hunting rabbits. (laughs) No, I want to do it the whole podcast because you said the other day, gosh, that sound irritates me. It really does. Okay, so personal (laughs) pet peeve of mine. It just drives me up a wall when people talk like that all the time. It just. Yep. I mean, it's not that, I don't know, it's just, uh, and now I feel like if, so once we start doing, you know, so you've done some workshops and stuff around the world, we're going to start hosting some workshops here someday, you know, 2018, I imagine we'll start getting something together, but I feel like whenever someone comes to talk to me or someone gets on a hangout and they know that this annoys me, I feel like everyone's going to say, hello, Ben, hey, Ben, how are you doing? It's like, oh, no, please don't. Why me? Um, so this is, I don't i don't know, I shouldn't have even told anyone that that annoys me because on the internet, if you tell people something annoys you, <laughs> good it's luck. Worse. It's worse. You're going to get hammered with it. All right, so this episode, so, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you take it off. I know what you're going to say. So okay. it's your turn to say it. <laughs> All right, I am so glad that this episode, we're only recording for 20 or 30 minutes or whatever because by the end, I'm going to be ready to hang up on you. Um <laughs> Uh, no, just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> all right. So this episode, vocal fry, what it is, when, why to use and not use it. So Jamie, let's start with what vocal fry is. Okay. So vocal fry, basically, let me give you two definitions. Um, now Elizabeth Sabine had taught me that you can use vocal fry, uh, to kind of rub the cords together and actually warm them up in the morning. And actually it is. It does it it warms up my cords. It doesn't hurt my voice. If I allow my voice to drop really low, uh, and I feel that sensation in the roof of my mouth. It's a nice kind of way to shake the cords awake and never does any damage, but I only do it for 20, 30 seconds and I'm done. Typically when we refer to vocal fry, it is when people talk like this and they're down in their throat and they're like, Jamie, I don't know why my throat's always hurting. Well, that's when they don't have uh, enough breath or enough uh, muscular tension to keep the cords together to keep them vibrating properly. So say if I go, yeah, 
Well, I got the right amount of breath pressure that is vibrating those cords that are adducted together uh, by the arytenoid muscles that are, you know, compressing the cords together. But if I let them get sloppy and relaxed and don't really add enough breath and enough of that correct vocal tension, then I sound like this, like I'm stuck down in my throat. That will wear your voice out. If you continue to do that and don't have the proper vibration and supporting your voice, then yeah, you can end up with some issues with your voice. So one thing I want to touch on that you just mentioned, you said, you just said tension. So one point of sort of distinction I want to make on this topic, in the singing world, the word tension is kind of a bad word. Like, oh, you don't want any tension in your voice, or you don't want to tense your muscles or anything. So what I want to do is draw a distinction between tension and strain. So if you are walking down the street, if you are picking something up, if you lift something up, if you bend over to do something, if you turn your body, if you do anything that involves active action, essentially, that involves some level of muscular tension. So if you're going to the kitchen and you're going to get something out of the fridge and you pull a jug out of the fridge, there's muscular tension involved in opening the door, reaching in, grabbing an an object, a piece of food, and pulling it back out, raising it to your face and eating it. There's muscular tension going on there, um, and that is that's what tension is. So tension, people seem to think of it as this really bad thing. Um, you know, like strain or too right. tense, I'm hurting my voice. Right. So so I want to sort of, in in the listener's mind, change tension. I want you to think more of muscular <clears throat> engagement or sort of flexing the muscles, muscular flexion. We're involving our muscles, and our muscles are actually putting effort and work into whatever we're doing, but we're not straining we're not overworking, we're not hurting, and we're not making ourselves sore. So when it, whenever you speak uh, in a healthy manner, you know, there is some level of muscular engagement going on down there, but it's not strain, or it shouldn't be strain. It shouldn't be overworking, hurting, or making you sore, or dried out, or worn out. So that's just one distinction I wanted to make there. So whenever we say uh, tension, we don't mean squeezing so hard it hurts and it damages your voice when we say tension we're referring to engaging the muscles in a healthy way that is sustainable and won't result in any injury whereas strain is something that can cause problems for you in the future so that's just something i wanted to point out there so with you pointing that out it it goes to explain that if i'm speaking comfortably and I don't have the fry, then I have the correct muscular engagements and the correct amount of breath. If I do not have enough breath and not the correct muscular engagement, if I'm just, you know, just relaxing and not thinking about it and just letting it to kind of drift into this, then that can be irritating. Uh, it's kind of like if you took your hands way far apart and you went, you start slapping them together, that's eventually going to irritate him. If they were close together, I'm clapping. That actually kind of feels good. That's your cords. So why would you do this and bug them and irritate them when you can do this and keep them together and have that vocal cord massage? So in essence, yeah, uh, fry, the low vocal fry, when you go, and I I have a lot of singers like, hey, I can hit a low note. Listen, well, <laughs> that's when your cords are so you know, short and they're wide and they're they're kind of flapping and you kind of get those uh, uh, breaks in the actual pitch. Um, 
that, like I said, for a few seconds in the morning, that can kind of wake the chords up. But you don't want to use that to sing those low notes, you know, uh, or you don't want to use it when you're speaking. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you could actually overcompress. And uh, Benny, I think you were telling me it's called creaky voice, you know. Yes. When I'm kind of pinched and see that kind of sounds like fry, uh, but I'm I'm almost grunting. Hey, hey, what do you want to do? And you can hear those those multi harmonics sneak through. That right. is just as bad, you know. That can irritate your vocal cords just as much. Right on vocal fry. Before I move over to creaky voice, so there are kind of almost two ways to do fry in a way the way i think about it on one end it's you're trying to go down to the lowest note you can go and then at some point it's harder for your vocal cords to come together because you don't really use that part of your range very much and so when you're doing that your vocal cords can have a little bit rougher time vibrating together in a way that doesn't result in this type of sound so that's that's sort of one element of it but you don't necessarily need to be on the low notes it could be higher pitches where you just aren't using proper support uh, and proper breath and so you can you can have fry on higher notes and if you speak in that range and you have the vocal fry going on that's kind of an issue if it's the lower notes and you're so, sort of going down in your range and you're otherwise doing your best to maintain support and breathing that's not you know that's not necessarily going to cause problems you know you that is as a, that is a way you can sort of uh, warm up your voice so creaky voice on the other side is essentially too much tension that sounds similar to vocal fry um so it's it's sort of a slightly more uh. right it's kind of a so here I'll try to demonstrate so so it's a slightly more almost pinched sound and you can sort of hear how it's <clears> like it's it's it sounds like vocal fry but I'm really just kind of squeezing a little harder so let me let me contrast that with sort of a vocal fry sound so this is a little bit more of a vocal fry sound because I'm not so much focus on properly supporting so they they sound very similar uh, but they're both really just improper air and muscular engagement can i do my demonstrations of each? <laughs> let's <Okay>. hear them <laughs> so is this what i sound like when i wake up in the morning and gotta go take out the dogs now when i'm 96 and i'm still on tv shows breaking glass i want to come out and do the creaky voice i'm like hey everybody it's jamie vendera and today we're going to go ahead and Break this wine glass. Yeah, that's creaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, so either way, you can have too little muscular engagement and too uh, little uh, breath support, and that is so sort of on the vocal fry end. And then too much muscular engagement, sort of creaky voice, and those d both of those aren't really ideal. You don't really want to do either of those too much. Um, you want to speak in a in a way that doesn't really have sort of any sort of gritty sound necessarily. Now, if you're singing in a way that you want that vocal effect, then you can do it in a healthy way. Just make sure that you're doing it in a healthy way, maintaining uh, you know, your support and your placement and proper breath support. Um, and I know yeah, Jamie, but... go ahead. But, but if you if you do it in grit, it's gonna be more like um uh like Bon Jovi doing the Romeo was bleeding. It's it's more of a uh the compression actually puts it in a way that you're gonna feel a little closure in the pharynx, but you're gonna feel it in the roof of the mouth. So when I do right. Romeo is bleeding, Romeo is bleeding, 
and it doesn't hurt your voice at all. So that's you'll know the you'll know the difference because when I do that, I can feel it in the roof. I feel it way down in the throat. Right. And that's why you hear a lot of coaches say, "Hey, you're stuck in the throat. You're down in the throat." Well, it's either you got some fry or you got the creak and you're or you're squeezing like and you're trying to hit the notes when you're putting too much grunt and slamming these chords together, uh, not letting the air escape. So, Actually, so since we're on the topic, how about we give them a little vocal exercise they can use. Um, so if, if singers have any kind of issue with perhaps having too much fry in their voices or are on the creaky voice side of the spectrum, what are some ways we can alleviate some strain that might be in there, and how can we ensure that we're properly placing our voices in order to avoid... Uh, having our tone down in the throat. Uh, well, one thing that I do for singers, you put me on the spot. I was gonna say you, you, you tell them, Ben. <laughs> one thing, you, one thing you could do. I actually learned this from Dr. Morton Cooper. Uh, um, change your voice, change your life. Uh, when I interviewed him out in California, and I kind of knew this, but he says, you know, that sensation you talk about, Jamie, about getting the buzz in the roof of the mouth. Uh, you know that for decades and hundreds of years they talk about singing into the mask to feel the, the front of the face uh, buzz, and that really came from you know you know hundreds of years ago when they had to wear masks and, and to sing, um, and they would feel that buzz on the roof, on like on their cheeks and stuff. So he said, if I'm kind of like this, he would have me stand up and bend over, almost like I'm touching my toes, and maybe get a book and read out loud, like uh, you know even my ABCs, like A B C D E F G, and and when you're leaning over. With the blood flow to your head, it almost feels like your your voice is that blood flow. It's actually coming out of your head, out of your cheeks, uh, and you could do like even like ma, like I bend over, go ma, and stand back up, and you would learn to feel that buzz in the roof of your mouth, which also leads to the nose and the cheeks or the mask. And when you're feeling that buzz up there, you generally don't feel down here because when I go here, I don't feel any buzz in the roof of my mouth. I don't feel any buzzing in my cheeks, but as soon as I replace it, mm, ah, my name is Jamie. Boom, it's there. It's up out of the throat. I'm actually using the the correct amount of uh, uh, I don't know what words you use for muscular engagement and the correct amount of breath. So anytime you do find yourself being squeaky, stop for a minute, bend over and go, ma, my name is whatever your name is. Say your ABCs, count one, two, threes, read an article from a newspaper, whatever you got to do as you're bending over um, at the waist and keeping your legs you know, semi-locked, and then you can stand up slowly and have that, that same sensation. So Jamie and I are working on a program right now that will be out in, in the very near future called the four-week vocal break eraser. Um, so spoiler alert, <laughs> this is the first time we're publicly announcing this, um, but in there, one of the exercises that we have singers do is is we want to help you focus on creating maximum resonance and using minimum air and so in sort of science voice world in voice science world uh, this is called vocal efficiency you want to get the maximum output resonance benefit with the minimal amount of effort and air and so one of the ways to achieve that is by using the M sound so, so the way I think of it is just the mm, and so I can feel buzzing mm, I can feel it on my lips I can feel it in my nose I can feel it in my forehead and so now in the in the actual program it's not just humming on one note there's actually a bit of a 
you know, there's a, a little bit more in-depth explanation. But one of the things you can do in order to in order to help get the tone out of your throat, you can use this sort of method to sort of focus the sound to the front of your mouth. And if you if your teeth touch, they are like vibrating together. The sound is vibrating your teeth together like you're, you know, in the cold and your teeth are chattering, but they're not moving dozens of times a minute. It's hundreds of times a minute. And the vib- the, the amount of movement, the amount of vibration is a lot smaller. And so that's one way to know that you're having a very resonant sort of t- uh, sound. And I find, for me anyway, I notice that whenever I'm speaking in a more fry or creaky or um, improperly supported sound, I often also don't really have... A lot of active resonance going on so by and focusing on vocal resonance that helps me make sure that I'm not falling into bad habits that I used to have in the past when it comes to not properly supporting well even you heard when he when Ben just did mmm you if you listen closely like stop this and, and rewind and you'll hear his vibrato kick in so that automatically told me okay he's got he's got perfect balance you know everything's fine he's got the right amount of compression with the chords uh you know the right amount of duction the uh, right amount of uh, breath and it's leading to have that that slow uh, up and down movement which is vibrato which says hey uh, everything's free that's how it should sound everything's good <clears throat> so he's not down in his throat so Jamie I know we have a lot of people who come through the academy and who get your books and stuff who are interested in screaming and grit, some of the more intense vocal stuff. And I know that in the past there has been some discussion about whether or not vocal fry helps uh, singers work on that sort of stuff. It, for some, it might be used as some kind of stepping stone. Is that do you recommend using vocal fry or starting hey, out with vocal hey, fry? Or is you there- know what? I get so many emails saying, hey, I got my fry scream down. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of using the term fry scream. Uh, it's not, hey, you know, it's not what we're doing. It's it's so much more involved in that. I, I don't, I, I will let them like work on the fry sound in the beginning if they, to get the sensation in the roof of the mouth. Because whenever you're doing grit, as long as you feel that rumbling sensation in the roof of the mouth, then I know everything's placed correctly and you won't wear out your voice. So you can begin with the grit like I wake up in the morning and I go, uh, and I feel it there. But I move on to like the Chewbacca's like, and then I start to get into the, to get it from there to there. But that fry to me is more of a, like you said, a stepping stone just to show them where to feel the grit that mm-hmm. they're doing. I'm, I'm never going to be like, all right, you could do grit stream. I mean, <laughs> right. it's so much more than just that, even though that's like a big uh, word that's tossed around left and right now. Uh, but that's just my two cents on it. So, yeah, you can use it to kind of set the base, but um, screaming and, and grit is so much more than just being able to do fry. Uh, I can't really think of anything else to talk about on Vocal Fry. I'm sure we'll come back to it. Um, anyone who has any questions about Vocal Fry or any of the topics that we presented. If you have questions or feedback or anything like that, uh, I would encourage you to check out our Facebook group. Uh, We have a free Facebook group you can join called the Cool Singers Clubhouse. So you can just go to facebook.com and at the very top, once you log in, there's a search bar there and you can just search for Jamie Vendera. There's a Facebook group, uh, a couple thousand people in there. And you know, uh, we're 
always having discussions in there so if you have any questions that's a great way to just kind of hang out with other singers discuss stuff uh jamie and i also check in on the group uh, a fair bit and so you know we can always discuss stuff there and if it turns out this is a topic that people want us to revisit then we'll certainly do that in the future oh. <laughs> i think that's about all i got to say today man you know, there ain't much really to talk about for i hey wait a minute my kentucky accent's coming out <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go there, man. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. You know, you can use a little bit of fry in the morning to warm up your voice, but listen to yourself through the day. Make sure you're not using fry voice or creaky voice. And if you are, you need to go back and revisit your technique. Maybe do the mmm, like he mentioned, or the bending over and saying, "My name is Jamie," uh, doing your ABCs to find that balance and that buzz in the roof of your mouth and in your cheeks, so that you're not dropped so low in the throats. We want you to be healthy singers and last Definitely. for a long time. So that's so, our two cents. So if you have sort of a fry or creaky sound sort of in the morning when you're first waking up from a nap or something, that's not really a big deal. If it persists a lot throughout the day whenever you're speaking or singing, <laughs> that is that could be an indicator that you have excess tension, almost strain as you speak or sing. Or, or you're really could, not supporting. Or it could, Sorry. and or it could be right. You're not properly supporting, and you are not placing the tone correctly. If you have any sort of creaky, fryy noise, sort of that sneaks in, that's definitely something to be aware of and think about that and look at that. You know, we have one voice, and it has to last us our whole lives. So just be aware of it. Think about, uh, you know, how you speak. And another thing for me that helps to avoid. Uh, speaking or talking like with just too much fry like this is I think about just kind of speaking on different pitches and kind of going up and down on pitch so as I'm talking right now I'm sort of being overly deliberate with sort of the changes in pitch as I speak and when I do this I, I think I sound you know a little more interesting and engaging I might sound a little cartoony Absolutely. or like I'm overdoing no. it um, but but that this allows me to sound more interesting and it allows me to avoid falling into vocal fry whereas at the end yeah, of the night because, sorry go ahead yeah you, no because you're, you're absolutely right um years ago my buddy used to call me the walking vocal exercise because i'll be up here and i'll be down here if I, i've had teachers who were like hey well today in class kids we're going to cover um two times two equals four i mean just you know and it's just one pitch voice right. and then that that's irritating too and then it starts to drop down into okay i'm right here so that can can definitely ruin your voice you moving and speaking the way that you do uh is fine you know that's what you want to do as a just as in life in general to keep your voice interesting more emotional and to keep from uh, locking up your voice and ruining your voice absolutely so you know just it it's it's awkward at first if you're used to speaking at pretty much the same pitch all the time it's a little bit unusual to sort of make yourself vary your pitch a bunch it can be it can feel really kind of goofy and i remember the first time i really started focusing on it because i thought oh my gosh i'm gonna sound so ridiculous because everyone's used to hearing me talk around this pitch and now i'm just sliding up and down all around and you know it's it's gonna sound weird um, but as long as you don't overdo it 
too much, as long as you don't go, like, crazy Mickey Mouse with it. <laughs> um, it makes you sound more interesting. It makes it, you sound more interested in what the other person is saying to you. Uh, and and honestly, I mean, I don't know, is as dumb as it sounds, I really think it almost makes people think you sound smarter. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so that's uh, a little inside uh, baseball there. I, I, I talk like this so that people think I sound smart. Go figure. <laughs> but but then they see you and they no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then they see me they're like oh this guy's a this guy's a dopey nerd <laughs> hey, uh, I guess something just like that was totally different uh, FYI <laughs> that morning voice when you wake up don't let it freak you out I mean that's I'm not gonna say it's typical but a lot of us when you're sleeping the muscles around the larynx they get relaxed so your larynx does kind of drop in your throat so you wake up and you're kind of like this for just a little bit and then everything starts to pick up and then bam and your voice is back to normal so if you do have it every morning you don't have to be freaking out thinking oh my god i got fry voice i'm ruining myself no that's just um part of the process with some of us and that's okay awesome well okay cool thanks jamie um i do want to wrap this one up a few things to let our listeners know of number one Benny really is smart <laughs> I'm I'm all right, uh, I think, um, <laughs> um, or at least I've managed to convince a few people that I'm smart. Which you have to be kind of smart to do that, I think. Um, convince me, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, one is we have the Facebook group. So go ahead, check that out. Um, I don't at the time we're recording this. I don't think I have a link to it up on the Sing Better Fast website, but here once I get around to it, it's on my to-do list to put a link to the Facebook group on the singbetterfast.com website. Um, in the meantime, if you go to the website and you don't see the link there, you can also just go to Facebook, do a search for Jamie Vendera or Cool Singers Clubhouse, and you'll see a group called Cool Singers Clubhouse, How to Sing with Jamie Vendera, something to that effect. I forget the exact name of it. Um, that's the one, and there's, I don't know, a couple thousand people in there. Uh, secondly, um, we have the four-week vocal break eraser program coming out in a few weeks. Uh, so just keep your eyes peeled for that. And a little bit of background on that. So Jamie wrote the book Raise Your Voice. It's been quite a long time. He started teaching over 20 years ago. And so he's worked with lots and lots of singers. And one of the number one questions, concerns, goals of singers is how can I get over my break and sing high notes in full voice with power and also not hurt myself uh, that's like a huge thing for so many people so jamie and i um worked together and we have come up with what we believe is an even easier more direct perhaps simpler way of overcoming the vocal break and unlocking some of the higher notes and uh and i think that's going to be highly beneficial and very interesting uh for many singers we're in the program there are exercises that jamie so far has only uh, used with private students and so these are not really published anywhere else and i do a fair bit of research and i watch a lot of other vocal coaches videos and stuff and from what i've seen and you know i read other coaches books and whatever i haven't seen too much of this exact approach um so i think if you've been around the block in the singing world, what we cover in this new program uh, will be at, at at the very least very interesting to you uh, when it comes to overcoming the break. And so if you've tried a bunch of programs in the past or you've had difficulty sticking to a program or you 
have difficulty understanding exercises or the exercises are too complicated or there are too many of them, this new program is designed to deal with all of those. Um, so you're going to just uh, keep your eye out. Um, we're going to be announcing that and releasing it in the very near future. So you can hang out on the Facebook group. You can uh, add me or Jamie on Facebook. You can add uh, follow our Facebook pages. Um, you can get on the email list and somehow, some way. We'll be posting about all the uh, information once we release that program. Please be yeah, sure I, to go to uh, the the podcast on iTunes and be sure to subscribe there. If you're on Google, you can subscribe via Google Play. And then you'll be able to get access to all of our upcoming episodes whenever we release them. We release episodes on Thursdays. Every once in a while, Jamie and I will take a week off. But we're pretty much uh, on track doing at least one episode per week. And also, we have a bunch of other episodes on a bunch of other topics, and you can check all of those out on the same places. You can go to the SingBetterFast.com website. You can go to the uh, iTunes podcast uh, listing. You can go to Google Play, um, and we have podcasts on practice habits, on other vocal techniques, on vocal health, on hydration, on mindset, on you know, dealing with difficult people who are trying to shut you down from singing. So our goal for the Sing Better Fast podcast is to be an incredible free resource for you to help you become a better singer and deal with all of the aspects of singing, not just necessarily the vocal technique. So I talk a lot. Jamie, do you have anything to add in? Yeah, yeah, that, that Freudian slip he had about Amazon.com. Hey, I encourage you to go there and type in my name and check out one of the 50-plus books I've written in Kindle or in print and have a, have a field day. Just buy as many as you want. Okay, that's, that's the only shameless promotion I want to do. He's, yeah, so, pro he's probably going to cut it off anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I remember reading, I think it was one of your Amazon reviews or something. Someone said, oh, in this book, all he, all Jamie does is talk about all of his other books. And, oh, he's such a such a salesman. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the guy was, like, annoyed. And, see, from, from my perspective, now this is long before I ever started working with Jamie. From my perspective, I was actually pretty happy that Jamie mentioned his other products and stuff because I wanted to go see what else there was to read about Jamie. So I started with the Raise Your Voice book. Um, and then I ended up finding the ultimate breathing workout and, and, you know, so it's not, I mean, obviously, yes, you know, Jamie and I, uh, do this because we're in business. We, we make our living off of this. Obviously we don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Just like being a singer, you know, trying to make your living off of your music. That's not a bad thing. You know, I, I think it's, it's pretty compatible, but also, Jamie and I do this, and we're incentivized to do our best to help as many singers as we can all around the world. And if we weren't able to pay the bills with what we do, then it would be a lot harder for us to help all the singers all around the world that we do and that we have. So, you know, hope hope that <laughs> sort of alleviates any concern of pushy salesmen. And we really try not to do that because, you know, we're not we're not just trying to make sales and get people to buy programs that don't work we're, we're, we're doing our best to make helpful beneficial good quality products that are going to get you the results you want that get you the higher notes that get you the better stamina that help you sing in tune better that improve your pitch that you know help you learn vocal harmonies that that's what it's about so um <laughs> I, we test everything before we release it so yes, it's not absolutely yep and it's not just theory it's not just fluff it's you know, real evidence-based 
from the results of students, from our own voices, and so, you know, this isn't just made-up nonsense, you know, we have a reputation to uphold, so we do our best uh, to maintain that through the programs and stuff uh, that are released, and the Vendera Vocal Academy, and this podcast, so... Uh, I go on these really long, crazy, <laughs> several-minute-long tangents. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. I guess that's it for this podcast episode. Be sure to tune in, uh, singbetterfast.com, and uh, we'll be releasing more episodes in the near future. That'll work. I'll see you soon. All right. Take care, everyone. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.